0: Hello there. This is Benny,
1: and this is Kyle,
0: and you're listening to
1: the Doctor's Watcher, the only independently produced podcast where I listen, I watch Doctor Who, and I listen to Doctor Who, and I tell you about it. Hey Kyle. Hey Benny.
0: Uh, how's it going? Oh, hi Matilda. How's hi it Katie. going?
1: <laughs> we have our our occasional guest co-host here today, my cat Matilda.
0: Yes. How's she doing?
1: She's doing well, and I am also doing well. We did, you, are, did you let her in? Yeah, she's... I had my door closed, my office door, but she objected to that, so now it's it's only mostly closed. Yeah, she she loves you a lot, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, she, she does. She not like being separated from you. <laughs> So I wanted to mention before we get into today's... There are actually two things I wanted to mention. Uh, first was that I just checked our our listing on Apple Podcasts a moment ago. And uh, I found that we have uh, six five-star ratings now. I believe we previously only had five. Whoa. Yeah. We... Still just have five reviews, which we appreciate. And yeah, but I wanted to say thank you to whoever gave us our sixth five-star rating. I don't think iTunes will tell me your name unless you leave an actual review, but but whoever it was, thank you. Shout out to
0: our anonymous five-star rater and, uh, and to all our raters and reviewers.
1: we We appreciate you. Indeed, we do very much. The other thing I wanted to mention was that I felt like I should say, I should let you all know that if you do a little bit of internet searching on a popular search engine that has an image searching option, you can find some color images of Barbara's Yataxa costume from this serial. And oh, it's cool. pretty great. I would definitely recommend that you do that. Cool, cool.
0: Yeah, that uh um you want me to do that right now or should we save that for later? You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and do it right now. <laughs> uh, Barbara YTaxa. No idea if I'm spelling that right. Uh of course I'm not. It's Y E taxa uh audience. Oh yeah, that is cool.
1: Yeah, it's really kind of a shame that it's filmed in black and white because, like, the colors are are pretty striking. Yeah.
0: I always think Barbara's kind of cute. Like, she has a kind of face that you don't really see as much on TV these days.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely understand why Ian might be into her. <laughs> And, you know, that Thal, I forget the Thal's name, but there's that Thal that was into her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: I I love their voices, too, that there's that, like, BBC pronunciation um, that they do that uh, always sounds so old-timey, but, like, kind of charming, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So today, we are discussing the 30th episode of Season 1. These are long seasons. Mm -hmm. Short episodes, long seasons. (laughs) This episode is the Day of Darkness. Yes. And Benny, I suspect that you probably do recall what our cliff dangler is. Would you remind us?
0: Yeah, I feel like last time time (laughs) I tried to describe the cliff dangler, I just kind of... I I had some memory of what happened, um, and I talked for a while, and then I just kind of kept talking until I kind of no longer knew what I was talking about. So this time I'm just going to keep it short. So (laughs) Ian went into – and, yeah, obviously I can remember better because we just recorded the previous episode (laughs) like five minutes ago. But, um, yeah, so Ian went into the the tunnel um, that leads from the garden – to a lake we found out that they had hoped that it would lead into the temple um and uh um but uh, as he was you know crawling through this tunnel they replaced the stone behind him the the stone that has the symbol of itoxa on it so now he's stuck and of course inevitably the water starts to come in so he can feel the uh water trickling in over his open-toed sandals so he is in a bit of a bind as we start this episode.
1: Indeed. And in this bind, he is not sure what he should do. And so he does something that is always a smart move when you're not sure what to do. He rolls an investigation check. Excellent. And turns out it was a pretty good roll because he is able to find the secret exit in the roof of the tunnel nice so he opens up that that trap door or whatever and climbs up and finds himself in another tunnel that's not flooding
0: yes when in doubt trust your dice
1: <laughs> and
0: uh, it's it's that old dungeons and dragons players standby of like okay I'm not smart enough to figure this one out, but my character is. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm just going to roll that check and uh, see if my character can figure it out.
1: <laughs> Back in the old folks' garden at the tunnel exit that has just been closed, the doctor is asking Ixta to open it again. And like he tells Ixta that Ian is in there. You know, hoping that, you know, maybe this would provoke Ixta to open the tunnel and save Ian. But Ixta's just like... I thank you, old man. This time you have really given me
0: my victory. (laughs) There goes that ship. (laughs) Uh Sinking before it really uh, had much chance to do anything.
1: (laughs) So meanwhile, Ian exits from this other tunnel into the tomb he's got there's like this kind of secret door that slides open from the side of sarcophagus that he climbs out from and so he looks around in the tomb he sees the TARDIS he finds the wall that opened up earlier that they went through and he forms a plan which he then proceeds to execute Cool. He kind of looks around inside the tomb until he finds what looks like a leather strap from the tomb accoutrements. Cool, cool, kinky, cool. Yeah. (laughs) He loops this strap over a hook that's like above the wall, above the opening wall. Oh, we're just
0: getting increasingly kinky here.
1: (laughs) So he loops the strap over this hook, and then he actually opens the wall and he exits the tomb, but he takes the other end of the strap out with him and then like allows the wall to close, but now it's got this leather strap coming out from underneath it.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. The idea is that they can now use this strap... ...to pull the wall open from outside the tomb. From the temple, basically.
0: Smart thinking, Ian.
1: Yeah. And, you know, of course the tomb exits into the temple... ...where Barb Taxa is obviously surprised to see Ian. So, as he's telling her about the tunnel... ...they hear the doctor approaching. So, Ian like quickly hides behind the throne and the doctor shows up saying
0: something terrible my dear i just don't know how to tell you ian.
1: but ian interrupts him i'm all right nice so yeah doctor tells ian that ixta put the stone back and ian's like oh so he followed me eh and the doctor's don't like "Does care <laughs> the doctor's like yes of course he followed you you rolled a terrible stealth check. <laughs> so now they've got the three of them Barbara, Ian, and the doctor, and they've got a way back into the tomb. All they need is Susan.
0: Mm hmm. Ian. That, that shouldn't be too hard.
1: She's only scheduled to be killed. Uh huh. Well, punished. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think she's going to have her tongue pierced with thorns, if I recall. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess that's not. I mean, we don't want that to happen either. (laughs) So Ian tells the doctor to like stay here in the temple with Barb Taxa while Ian heads off to the seminary to get Susan. In the warrior's chamber, the Toxel is like, Nice job, Ixta. You finally killed Ian. By the way, I've got a new job for you. Guard the handmaiden. And he brings Susan into the warriors' chamber, and Ixta makes her sit down. And Slatocil tells him not to let Otlock take her, and then he leaves. Ixta turns to Susan, and he's like, "Hey, guess what? If you're wondering where Ian is, I totally murdered him like a badass." <laughs> oh. No. Uh, You're going to get
0: what's coming to you, Ixta. Uh It's not what the shippers were hoping for.
1: Now, seven warriors have challenged my right to command, and only I survive. But of course, as he says this, Ian sneaks up behind him, and Ian says, Good commanders don't jump to conclusions, Ixta. And knocks him out. Nice. At least, like, I... I think he knocked him out. It kind of looked like he snapped his neck. Oh shit. But I think he probably just knocked him out. Yeah, this is a kid's show. (laughs) In any case behind him, puts his arms around his neck and just crack. (laughs) Ian tells Susan that they're gonna head to the TARDIS and the two of them GTFO out of the warrior's chamber together. Mm Mm-hmm back the second in time this
0: episode that someone was like declaring that Ian is, is gone. And then he shows up <laughs> exactly at that moment. Uh-huh. With that quippy line, which could have been quippier. I'm going to give it like a three out of five.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. I was going to say six out of 10. So that's literally the same rating. <laughs> <laughs> Reduce your fractions, Kyle. <laughs> I did like previously how, he kind of plays it as a joke on the doctor. You know, the doctor's yeah. like all upset that Ian's dead, and Ian just kind of pops up and is like, Nope, I'm fine.
0: <laughs> just an emotional roller
1: coaster for this poor uh. old man. <laughs> Back in the temple, Barb Taxa and the doctor are waiting for Ian to return with Susan, mm-hmm. and the doctor is kind of checking out the strap situation that Ian's got set up. And he's like... This isn't going to be easy, you know. He wishes that they had a pulley. But as Barb Taxa points out... But the Aztecs don't have the wheel. I know! Hmm. the educational moment counter ticks up one. Yeah,
0: but it's an (laughs) educational show.
1: So... Ian and Susan do arrive a moment later and now that we've got all four of them together, they decide to go ahead and give it a try, try to open up the tomb. So they pick up the strap. The doctor wants a better angle at it. So he kind of like angles the strap over the top of the throne. But as they're all pooling on it, the strap kind of rubbing against the throne breaks oh, oh. earlier uh-huh. when uh
0: in set the whole uh, strap door thing to get up um he was like oh, i don't know i only rolled a nine and the, D- the gm's like okay well you you, you did that um uh-huh. it's like i don't know if that's gonna be good enough and the gm's like well we'll see
1: we'll see <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile back in the warrior's chamber Tlatoxel is pretty annoyed that Ixta managed to lose Susan. (laughs) Ixta's like, I shall find her. But Tlatoxel's like, No, I shall. (laughs) Yeah, He's like, Earlier I was saying that the one thing that you've gotten right this whole
0: time is that you've killed Ian. (laughs) Guess what?
1: (laughs) So Tlatoxel's got another job for Ixta. He needs Ixta to... Destroy Otlok's faith in Yataxa. Hmm. And in order to do that, he gives Ixta Ian's club and he tells him to use it to strike Otlok down. I
0: guess that would destroy his faith. Or wait, is he trying to destroy his face? Thanks for no the laugh. faith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I deserved it.
1: But yeah, I think the idea is that Outlock gets attacked, Ixta is supposed to leave Ian's club at the scene after he attacks him, uh, and then like Ian's club will be discovered and everyone will be like, Oh shit, the servant of Yataxa attacked Outlock. Like, does this club have his name on this side or like what? <laughs> uh, basically, they all have like their own special clubs. Uh, Ixta yeah. had like had given this one to Ian in a previous episode. So Tiltoxel gives Ian's club to Ixta, tells him to use it to strike Otlock down. And at first, Ixta just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, it's illegal to attack a high priest, but Tiltoxel has to like spell it out for him. Each day as the sun rises, Otlock walks in meditation alone in the garden. Approach him with step and strike him down. Leave this close at hand. And then a light bulb goes on over Ixta's head. He finally understands. And he's like, oh, I get it. So that Ian will be blamed.
0: (laughs) Well, it's a kid's show. And uh, yeah, I mean, you had to explain it to me. So (laughs) uh, I can't really blame Ixta for not being quicker on the uptake here.
1: So our heroes have a new plan now. Barb Taxa and the doctor are going to keep waiting in the temple while Ian and Susan head to the old folks garden, move the stone and go through the tunnel. Then they can just open the tomb from the inside and let Barb Taxa and the doctor in. I'm sure it will be just that easy. Mm-hmm. So they head to the garden but in the garden, they discover the body of Otlock on the ground. He's not dead. He's just unconscious. But, of course, Ian's club is also there on the ground next to Otlock. And, like, Ian picks it up, you know, wondering what it's doing there.
0: Wow. They, they were trying to, like, you know, set him up to take the fall. And he just, like, decided to help them. They, they <laughs> uh-huh. Make it that much easier.
1: Yeah, and of course it's like as he's standing there holding the club next to Otlock's unconscious body Mm -hmm. when Tlatoxel and Ixta and a few other guards all show up and, you know, they're like, what the fuck? And Otlock kind of starts waking up and the guards all arrest Ian and Susan and as they're taking them away Otlock shouts out
0: you are
1: the servants of a false goddess. So oh, I fuck. guess Tatoxel's plan worked. Yeah, I feel a little bad for him. He's uh he's had a rough time. Yeah, he probably gets it the worst in this whole serial. Well, except for maybe Susan. Mm-hmm. Tlatoxel discusses this new development, which is, you know, Otlock's rejection of Barb Taxa with Tanilla, the other priest you know we've got Tlatoxel, high priest of sacrifice Otlok, high priest of knowledge mm-hmm. tanilla other priest yes <laughs> <laughs> they they understand that they can't reveal barbtax's falsity to like the people until the right time which is a dramatic moment right live for the drama kyle <laughs> of course the most dramatic moment approaching is the upcoming eclipse mm-hmm. so that's going to be the plan Tanilla wonders like, how they're going to get rid of her and Tlatoxel has actually a really sinister plan for how they're going to get rid of her he says as the gods appear may they not also disappear just as suddenly
0: I shall arrange it. I had a vision, Tornila. of a room with three walls. The false taxes shall be placed in that room.
1: And the fourth wall added. Then order shall be restored.
0: Well, we remember from the uh, the Dalek serial that Barbara is actually a master of four walls. <laughs> um, That's true. When she's in the elevator.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she... She does the opposite of breaking the fourth wall (laughs) reinforces the fourth wall in that scene. So clearly, you know, she's, she's got fourth walls all figured out. The doctor is hanging out with his fiance Kameka as he whittles a piece of wood and he's like whittling it into this round shape. It's pretty clear that he's actually making a pulley wheel Kameka asks him whats what it is, and he's like... Oh, just something to take my mind off the problems. Mm-hmm. Problems, of course, being that Ian is innocent of attacking Otlock, but Ixta's going to kill him anyway.
0: Doctor, you've been engaged for one day,
1: and you're already
0: lying to your fiancé.
1: <laughs> Kameka makes some comment about how they can totally, like, postpone the marriage if that's what the doctor wishes. And he just doesn't respond. He just kind of, like, looks off into the distance. So she ends up heading out to try to convince Otlock to talk to Yataxa again at the doctor's urging. So, you know, maybe... Like, maybe they can somehow save ian this way i'm not quite sure how that worked but i feel bad for her too yeah yeah she actually probably is in a maybe not quite as bad a position as otlock but still pretty rough for her yeah i mean it's not her fault
0: i think she genuinely really likes the doctor yeah i think it's yeah actually i think it's pretty clear that she does and then you know she's just like oh cool i've got this cool fiance now he seems to really like me he is all up on my cocoa everything's going good i'm trying to give him a space i'm trying to help him out with his problems this is this is gonna be like a pretty nice pretty nice time for me and then like oh i don't know
1: yeah so she does convince otlock to talk to barb taxa one more time but when he talks to barb taxa he basically ends up telling her that he believes her that Ian didn't attack him, but he doesn't believe any longer that she's really Yatoxa, that she's really a goddess. To be fair, he's right on both counts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He says that he might be able to protect Susan from being punished, but basically there's nothing he can do to save Ian. And with that, he leaves the temple. Mm-hmm. Back in the old folks' garden, the doctor finishes whittling his pulley wheel, and is like, well, bye. I do not know what its purpose is, but I've always known it would take you from me. She says...
0: I've always known in the past five minutes you've been working on it this would be the (laughs) Uh, end of our beautiful relationship
1: Doctor's basically just like sorry but yeah he does tell her you're a very fine woman Kameika and you'll always be very very dear to me but she just walks off
0: Oh, it was nice of him to say it but yeah that's
1: uh
0: I I still feel bad for her yeah. So yeah, for for you know what a jerk the doctor usually is and how kind of honestly fairly um like uh unobservant he is of of people's uh emotions and and feelings. He I I'm glad that he at least was paying enough attention and cared enough to to say something.
1: Yeah, that's true. He does at least kind of try to letter down gently a little bit. Hello, this is Dalek Kyle. I hope you are enjoying this podcast. If so, please leave a five-star review on iTunes and tell your friends about the podcast. If you are not enjoying it, you can leave a five-star review anyway to give Benny and I A false sense of security. Thank you for listening. So she walks off. She runs into Otlock over in the other part of the garden. And Otlock's like, oh shit, you look sad. And she's like, yeah, the doctor just dumped my ass. And Otlock's like, oh, that sucks. But the truth just dumped my ass. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Kameka's like, yeah, okay, that's worse
0: Then they're like, well, we're uh, both newly single and I still
1: have half a pot of cocoa left
0: Uh-huh oh.
1: How does uh, Otmeka sound? <laughs> <laughs> Come on So Otlock gives <laughs> Sorry, go her go ahead <laughs> gives her a pendant that apparently represents his house and all of his money. Like he, it's basically like the password to his bank account. Dang. And he asks her to use it to go and bribe whoever's guarding Susan. So that Kameka can then rescue Susan and take her back to, to Barb taxa. Mm-hmm. Kameka agrees to this plan and Otlock heads out into the wilderness to seek his truth. Mm. Meanwhile, back at the, like the platform outside the temple, preparations are being made for the upcoming eclipse ceremony. Mm-hmm. Tanilla is escorting PV among all the people, you know, kind of his like, final march or whatever uh ian and susan are both under guard and in the temple the doctor is installing his pulley wheel behind the throne to facilitate opening the wall with the strap more easily all the pieces are are moving into position Mm mm-hmm Of course, Tlatoxel shows up at the temple, so the doctor has to hide for a minute because Tlatoxel is here to collect Barbtaxa for the ceremonies. Mm -hmm. And it is in this moment that he tells Barbtaxa that Otlock is gone. He's not coming to the ceremony. He is, you know, out in the wilderness, basically. We don't expect to see him again. Mm Mm-hmm. Kameka shows up at the warrior's hall, and she shows Otlock's medallion to the guard, and she starts explaining the deal to him. She's like, you know, look, here he's got his password written down right here. <laughs> she, that's, a, you know, that's a lowercase l, not a one. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> You know, she tells them, like, you know, I'm going to give this to you, and you're going to look away when, like, Susan and I GTFO. But the guard seems a little bit unsure. So Ian, who's also there under guard, just gives him a nice double-fisted punch from behind, knocking him out. That works, too. (laughs) Saying... Or well, somebody had to make up his mind for him.
0: <laughs> you could have taken the bribe, buddy.
1: <laughs> well, Kameka does actually place Otlock's medallion in the unconscious guard's hand. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's definitely lawful good. If we're gonna go back to the alignment discussions, <laughs> I'll say I'm not sure how, how uh, Otlock will be. Uh, how he'll feel about
0: her just basically giving away all his stuff when she didn't have to but i guess he's in the wilderness now he's got more um metaphysical problems
1: yeah so kameka takes susan they leave ian stays behind for a moment though and we see him we see him removing the guard's cool eagle helmet
0: oh very nice he's got a plan
1: Mm mm-hmm We cut over to Kameka and Susan arriving at the temple, where Susan runs up and hugs the doctor. And the doctor tells Kameka how brave she was to, like, save Susan and bring her and stuff. Oh my gosh, thank you, doctor. Yeah. Also, I like the hug. Yeah, that was nice. I think characters
0: should hug more on TV (laughs) movies and just in general. Big fan of hugs. You know, I'm an awkward hugger in real life, but I I always like seeing characters hugging in the uh, in TV shows and movies.
1: Yeah, and you know we I don't think we mention it very often here, but Susan and the doctor are actually grandfather and granddaughter, so mm-hmm. it's it's a family hug. She hasn't seen her grandpa in a while. So, yeah, I thought that was nice. Kameka says that she wants to stay with the doctor and she's like very clearly angling to actually become the first new companion of the series. Okay, cool. But the doctor like doesn't even say anything in response. He just like looks away. The doctor's like, I don't know. We we have to check with
0: the BBC and find out what our budget is for the rest of the season.
1: (laughs) So Kameka just says, And think of me. Think of me. Asshole. (laughs) And leaves. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Tlatoxel and Ixta discover that Ian and Susan are missing. But Tlatoxel's like, shit, we don't have time to go find them before the eclipse comes. Like, the eclipse is definitely going to happen for sure, so we really need to do that sacrifice on time. But, like, he does have Ixta just kill the guard that got bribed. Oh, yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, uh, might as well, right? Yeah, while you're there. So back at the temple, the guards escort Barb Taxa out onto the platform where the ceremony is going to take place until arrives and I guess he's like deviating from their plan earlier because he just pulls a knife on Barb Toxa and like tries to stab her and accuses her of being a false goddess. Okay. I guess we're just abandoning this whole room with three walls plan.
0: I mean, he, he was like really excited to do this thing and also, um, I know he's not a PC, but, like, how D&D is it to come up with some incredibly elaborate plan? And then when some, like, other opportunity shows up to just <laughs> do, do some, like, completely off-the-cuff thing that, uh, you know, you just happen to to come up with on the spot.
1: Uh-huh. Turns out it was a bad call on Slatoxel's part. The original <laughs> plan probably would have gone better mm. because... It turns out the guard standing behind Barbara is wearing an eagle helmet, and Gasp. we know who that is. Ian, person of it's, action. It's Ian, person of action. Yes. for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so Ian stops the attack. Susan and wait, wait, does Barbara. This
0: a cool line, or uh, does he just sort of grab his knife?
1: I think he just grabbed the knife. I don't think they put a good one-liner in there. Okay, well, he's had a lot of, like, uh, surprise Ian moments. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So he stops the attack, and Susan and Barbara and the Doctor all start messing with the leather strap and the Doctor's pulley, while Ian and Ixta start fighting. Mm -hmm. This time they're fighting with clubs which we may recall from a previous episode that this is actually like ixta's specialty he has a proficiency in clubs Mm -hmm. you know ian had the the unarmed fighting proficiency but ixta's got clubs and in this fight it actually does seem pretty apparent that, you know, he's he's good with the clubs. He starts getting the upper hand on Ian. And, you know, they're fighting out on the platform. And he gets Ian backed up to the edge of the platform. And Ian's, like, on the ground. He's, like, prone on his back at the edge of the platform. But just as Ixta comes in to deliver the killing blow, turns out... Ian's got a reaction move that he's been saving. Nice. So like as Ixta swings his club down, Ian is able to grab Ixta and just like flip him over off of the platform where Ixta falls to his death, presumably. Nice. And yeah. So, you know, always good to, to have a spare reaction saved up. Yes, he read the rule book. (laughs) (laughs) So Ian gets himself up off the ground and he heads back over to the throne area where our other three protagonists have managed to start getting the wall open. And so Ian like grabs the wall and pulls it open the rest of the way. And the four of them all rush through the open wall the doctor grabs his pulley, takes it with him. Never when you and, can use a good pulley. Right. Also don't want to like introduce technologies to the Aztecs that they didn't have. Uh, also true. And yeah, the wall closes behind them. They are now safe inside the tomb. And out on the platform, Tlatoxil and the guards all rush in. But of course, there's nobody there to be found. Mm. Uh, The eclipse happens, and Tlatoxel kills PV, saying, Great God of the Sun and the Warriors, I, Tlatoxel, thank you for this victory. In your honor,
0: let perfect sacrifice be made. Dang. So who kills Tlatoxel? He survives. You mean he wins? Yeah. Jesus, Carl, why'd you read me
1: this thing for? <laughs> Inside the tomb, Barbara is like... That was the point of traveling through time and space. I can't change anything. Nothing. Tlatoxel had to win. Yeah. And like, not only that, she says, but... I'm the one man I had respect for. I deceived. Poor Otlock. I gave him false hope, and in the end he lost his faith.
0: Yeah, Otlock, who was also kind of not a huge fan of sacrifice, and maybe if they hadn't destroyed his faith and sent him off into the wilderness, maybe he would have done something about it. So maybe actually, inadvertently, they ended up perpetuating the uh, practice of human sacrifice. That is
1: how it usually seems to work in time travel situations, as far as I can tell. The thing that you're trying to prevent, (laughs) you'll probably end up just accidentally causing. But wait, Voyager came across a distress signal that seemed to be sent
0: from a Starfleet vessel. How could that be way out here, so far (laughs) away from any
1: other Starfleet ships? (laughs) (laughs) The doctor tries to comfort Barbara, he tells her that
0: he found another faith, a better, and that's the good you've done. You failed to save a civilization, but at least you helped one man.
1: Okay. So I guess, like, the doctor's position is that in in ruining Otlock's faith in the religion that he's believed in and dedicated his entire life to, she's given him faith in skepticism i guess i'm not entirely sure
0: i'll I'll just chalk this up to the doctor trying to help her feel better
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) she does remove the grave robbed bracelets that started the whole mess but of course also probably saved their lives back at the start and she places it back with ytoxa's corpse cool and heads into the tardis the right. doctor oh sorry go ahead no i, I was just
0: gonna say uh, you know all right she left all the pieces returned everything the way it was
1: you know as <laughs> uh-huh. they were leaving the doctor has this gem that he pulls out of his pocket that kameka had given to him as a gift and like he places it next to Yatox's corpse like he's gonna leave it there but then at the last moment, he changes his mind, and he <laughs> grabs it, and then heads into the TARDIS. It <laughs> actually a pretty nice <laughs> <Yikes. laughs> huh. We cut to some time later. It is unclear how much time has passed, but it's definitely been enough time for fanfic adventures to happen. Uh, we can tell that partially because of the fade to black, you know, indicating passage of time. But also... Everyone's wearing different clothing now. Oh, okay, cool. Interesting. It's yeah.
0: uh, one less piece of continuity for fanfic writers to have to follow.
1: Susan is wearing these overalls over, like, a stripy shirt. The doctor is wearing his usual dark, long, dark jacket, but he's wearing it over, like, this kind of pinstripe suit, which is kind of an odd look, but interesting. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. Ian was wearing like a Steve Jobs turtleneck <laughs> nice and Barbara is wearing like this sleeveless dress so we cut to this new scene after our costume change and it turns out there is a mystery with the TARDIS instruments yes. some of the instruments say that the TARDIS is still moving, but some of them say that the TARDIS has stopped. What could it mean? Ian suggests that maybe they've landed on top of something, and Barbara suggests...
0: Or inside something. Hmm?
1: And the title, next episode, Strangers in Space, appears on screen.
0: title. doesn't tell us much, but it's a full <laughs> title. <laughs> uh-huh. Nice. So, Kyle, here we are at the end of a serial. Um, and so I'm curious. I think I may know at least part of your answer, but uh, <laughs> what do you recommend to our listeners that they check out the Aztecs?
1: That is a very good question. And one that I only realized about 30 seconds ago that I forgot to write any notes about my answer to, (laughs) so this is completely off the cuff. Nice. And, yeah, I will say that we have been referring to this serial a few times throughout as a problematic fave, Mm -hmm. and I definitely think that's a pretty apt description. Uh, It is obviously pretty problematic as we've been discussing for four episodes now but if you're able to look past the problematic parts you know accept them for what they are and the time they were written and all that Mm. the you know the actual plot itself is pretty entertaining i think you mentioned in an earlier episode that like You had an easier time with it if you pretended that it was uh, a sci-fi serial about some alien civilization rather than a historical serial about the Aztecs. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think this serial has a lot of what we expect from classic Who. It's, you know... The good and the bad. Right, good and the bad. Yeah, exactly. So... I guess ultimately I I would have to say that I am not sure I can really truly recommend it because of all the problematic stuff mm-hmm. but it was fun you know I I feel a little bit dirty enjoying it but I enjoyed it
0: Yeah well I think I think that the problematicness um in some ways acknowledging that and and keeping that Um, in mind as you're watching these is is a good way of like remembering how not so long ago you know nobody really questioned this type of of storyline um and and you know given that doctor who is still around and is still running and still presumably the same show um like that continuity extends all the way back (laughs) right whether or not they always stick super close to it i don't know but um it, it presumably is the same doctor, same TARDIS, same story. Um, it's good to sort of remember that it does come from this sort of problematic place. And as a modern audience, you know, when we look back on these older episodes, I don't know. Maybe I'm on my soapbox. I'll I'll get off the soapbox. <laughs> but no, I think it's I think it's good to uh, to remember and acknowledge and and uh, kind of face up to the the problematic nature while you know still um also seeing that oh, yeah there were some entertaining moments like because okay I'm back on my soapbox
1: <laughs> uh, but that's what podcasts
0: are for yes um, but yeah there's this I, I've heard sometimes this uh, kind of approach to things where it's like well was it problematic or was it enjoyable you know and it's like and And, like sometimes, you know you have to acknowledge that, like you know something can be problematic, and you you say, "Oh man, those are some, some shitty elements right there." And oh man, you know what just happened was, in this case, like racist, sexist, like they they' right. just ableist, like they they hit a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of those boxes. um but but, like, we're not going to pretend that, like, oh, I don't understand how anybody could ever have enjoyed this or anybody could ever have produced this or thought that this was okay. Because, like, clearly, you know, there, there's action, there's humor, there's, like, little little pieces of possibly romance scattered in. There's, um, like, mystery and, and plots taking place that, that are compelling. Um, right. And, yeah, and, like... Yeah. Like you go ahead.
1: Oh yeah. As, as uncomfortable as it might be to acknowledge, like the fact is that problematic and enjoyable are not necessarily mutually exclusive. Yeah. And like
0: you, 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 you mentioned feeling kind of shitty having enjoyed it. And I think that, um, acknowledging that those two things can overlap and how, how complicated that can be to sort of unravel, um, is is important because because sometimes people do this thing where they just assume that if if somebody likes something then it can't be problematic
1: right or or if you like it you like completely 100 percent approve of everything in it
0: yeah yeah it's like no that's
1: not actually necessarily the case yeah
0: yeah like there's this thing where it's like oh no no no, that can't that can't possibly be problematic because like you know so, so and so liked it and they're they're not a gross, problematic person, but that's like, yeah, right. well, but let's let's talk about how things can be sort of um, complicated and uh, can can require um, like a critical uh, eye, a critical um, approach. yeah, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. I don't know if this is making any sense or 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 I, I'm not trying to like defend problematic things or say oh that's fine you should just go ahead and make things that have racist elements or sexist or ageist or ableist or any of these things like obviously no don't do that um as a creator and as a consumer i think that it's it's good to uh like call these things out when you see them and if possible right like, um don't don't support them but to to then turn around and, and pretend that like these things are just this weird anomaly that we can't even understand or, or engage with in any way. I think that's also kind of, um, not, not the, I don't know, not the best approach.
1: Right. And like, even as a creator, I think, you know, it's, it's okay to have like, for example, a racist character do and say racist things. If you understand what you're doing as a creator and like, you know, if that furthers the goal of your story or, sure. you know, if, well, you know, I think like if you we kind of had a similar, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which this episode didn't necessarily <laughs> always do. Well, it didn't. I mean, just straight up didn't always do. So yeah. And I think that's, that's the problem is that, yeah, like this episode was, or the serial was perpetuating stereotypes that it was not acknowledging and not you know, not coming out and saying this is shitty. Yeah, not I think if like you're, that. yeah, if you're gonna have a racist character do racist things, you need to make it clear that it's shitty.
0: Yeah, I think, and th- then some of it comes out as like, do, does it have to be in the text? Does it have to be like apparent to the audience? Um, you know, what's the the creator's responsibility there? To to what level do they have to? Like, interpret this on behalf of the audience um, right I think I think in this case as a fairly straightforward children's show in which your your protagonist characters who have always been shown as being sympathetic and uh, like the the point of view characters for for the audience kind of the audience surrogates having them display these like problematic behaviors is is pretty like unequivocally um Endorsing, you know, tacitly um, endorsing, but still endorsing a lot of these uh, shitty behaviors and uh, problematic assumptions.
1: Um, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, I'd be curious if if our audience, if if you folks have thoughts on this type of thing, if you want to write in or uh, you know, tweet us, email us your thoughts. Um, I'd be kind of curious what your take on it is. Um, you know, whether you've just listened to these episodes or whether you've seen the serial um and then what you think of all this like you know problematic fave situation
1: yeah for sure definitely shoot us an email or hit us up on twitter yeah and yeah we'd love to have that discussion okay um well do you have any other thoughts for this one um no, I don't think so with uh yeah strangers in space coming up next I am hopeful that that won't be laden with racism yes I guess we'll find out in 2 weeks
0: yeah also um I know uh we 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 talked about the upcoming election and this is our first post election recording session like technically the previous episode which was also recorded today was the first one that we recorded post election but I'll say so far so good i hope uh hope things haven't taken a strange turn for the worse um Indeed. between now and when this episode comes out um
1: this episode actually yeah it'll come out on the second of january so oh jesus that's kidding <laughs> yeah you have got like two and a half more weeks to hang in there and right. hopefully things will get better soon all right cool hang in there listeners we love you we love
0: you indeed all right <laughs> well kyle thanks for taking me through another doctor who serial and i'll look forward to the next one sounds good all right bye, bye. hi benny here The Doctor's Watcher would like to thank Circuit23 for the awesome theme song he created for us. You can find his music, including our theme, at soundcloud.com slash circuit23. And you can reach him at circuit.23, that's circuit.23 at gmail.com. Thanks to Kyle for talking to me about Doctor Who, and thanks to all of you for listening to me listening to Kyle talk about Doctor Who we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com or on Twitter at Dr. Watcher. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you review your podcasts. Join us next time on The Doctor's Watcher. my dear, it's
1: nearly finished. As is our time together. I do not know what its purpose is, but I've always known it would take you from me.
0: Yes, I'm sorry, my dear.
1: Tomorrow will truly be a day of darkness.